You know, the Bible talks about that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So what do you do with bread? You eat it. What do you do with seed? You sow it. If you eat your seed, listen, if you eat your seed, you're in trouble. It's just a, it's just a basic principle. And so God is so faithful. I could, I could just tell you, and, and to see what God's doing in the church uh, plant in Las Vegas and how God's using Dan and Jen and how God is using our different mission outreaches. It's all because of your faithful giving, so thank you. And that's all we're doing. We're not here, you know, we're not beating people over the head. It's just pray about it and, sh- and take the challenge. See what God will do. It's just amazing. I want to talk to you. If you get your Bibles out, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Terry, would you hand me the, the clicker? I, I thought I had it there. Please. Thank you, dear. And uh, so we have been on this, and this is the final part, and I'm going to go through this very quickly, but, I, but God gave this, uh, this series and this idea for this series uh, called A Recipe for Success, and for the f- previous six weeks, we've had different speakers share from within the church on the different ingredients, and they come out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Here's what it says. It says, be careful... Hold firmly to your faith. Be careful. That was what Adele ministered on, is being spiritually alert. That's what that literally means. Hold firmly to your faith. That holding firmly was what Brad taught in holding to your convictions. You know, not just, you know, a lot of people have, uh, they have concepts, but no conviction. But conviction, you have to hold firmly to it, because the enemy is always going to probe and try to rob you in the place of your beliefs, to move you into an area of unbelief. And the real battle today, the real battle going on in the world today is over simply what, what we believe. And so he says, hold firmly to your faith. Have courage. That's what Brenda taught about being courageous. And um, the need for courage is that when you're tested, you have to have a certain resilience and courage to stand the word courage is, is a strength that's greater than you. It's a courage to stand in the face of opposition and be strong. Uh, you know, that strength is the, the strength that God provides. She did, you know, she did an amazing job with that. Uh, then it was do everything in love. As uh, Laura brought the, the message of how to walk in love, why we have to walk in love, why and, and how important it is. Now we're going to go on today. And it says, you know that Stephanus and his family were the first believers in Achaia. And they have been given, they have given themselves to the service of God's people. I ask you, brothers and sisters, to follow the leading of people like these and others who work hard and serve together with them. This is the idea here is the encouragement that Paul talked about. The, the encouragement here is that when you see people serving, you need to come alongside of them because it provides a, a, a strength and an encouragement. And I, I really like how he says this. He says, they have given themselves to the service of God's people. They weren't just, you know, a lot of people today are given to ministry, but they don't give a hoot about people. It's all about 
my ministry and what I'm doing. And, and really, what, if your ministry isn't serving God's, if you're, if you're not about people, then you're not about God's ministry. Maybe it's a little too quick to get into the preachy part of this, but let's, just, let's go. I, I got to move here. I got to go. It's so good to be up here. Hallelujah. I hope y'all brought a lunch. Just kidding. I ask you, brothers and sisters, follow the leading. See, you know, a lot of people think that, uh, that, that, that the real challenge in all of this is, you know, is, is, is doing your thing. But you know what the real challenge is, as I see it, and this is the scripture, the real challenge is to be a follower. What, what the church really needs today is followers. You say, well, Pastor Mike, that goes against everything. Well, what, we, what we need are leaders. No, what we need are people who follow Jesus. And following Jesus is about serving people. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. I didn't come for you to, to, to minister to me. I came to minister to you. And so what we're looking for in the brothers and sisters what we need is we need to learn how to follow. We need to learn how to follow Christ. We need to learn how to follow the, the, those whom God has put his anointing on because there's anointing on people's lives. Do you know that there's people sitting right next to you that have an anointing on their life and that it will bless you? If you could, re if you could open up and receive it, if you would cooperate and, and follow the leading of people like these and others who work hard, and serve together with them. So I know that's, that's kind of counter to what our, 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 our culture is telling us today because we're so independent. And we're taught to be so, so um, <laughs> just so isolate yourself from everybody and do your thing. And what this is telling you is work hard and serve together with them. Everybody say with them. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on here because this is a really next verse is really, really powerful because this is where we're at today. They have been a great encouragement to me. You see, this is what encourages, this is what encourages ministers and pastors and, 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 and leaders is when you see people coming alongside and working hard with you. And so... He said, they have been a great encouragement. This is Paul talking, remember? He said, they have been a great encouragement to me and to you as well. Because it's an encouragement to see people come together for a common cause, something bigger than you, something that you give yourself to. Now listen to what he goes on here. He says, and you should recognize the value of such people. You should recognize the value of such people. The value of such people is that they can get people to come together, and in coming together, they serve the purposes of the kingdom of God. Now, what we, what we see here is, he, now here, listen to this. He says, you know that Stephanus and his family were the first believers in Achaia. So here were the pioneers, the first believers. The, this, is, this is a challenge when you're the first at something. It, it, all, the, all the cultural pull today is for you to fall in line with everybody else. Just go with the flow. Just do what everybody else is doing. But when you step out and you, you become the first 
to go against the mainstream and say, I'm not going to go the way of the world. I'm not going to go the way of compromise, the way of, the way of selling out. I'm going to go the way Jesus takes me. And it's going to put you at odds with the world and the spirit of the world. But God's going to give you favor with that because listen to what it says. He said, they have given themselves to the service of God's people. And I ask you, brothers and sisters, to follow the leading of people like these and others who work hard and serve together with them. You know what happens when you start setting yourself against the mainstream? People start noticing you and they start following you in your step. So see, if you want to change the world, you know what you got to do? You got to set yourself against the mainstream and go the way God wants you. And when you turn around, guess what's going to happen? People are going to follow you. People are going to follow you. Do you want to be a leader or do you want to be a, a, just somebody who follows the, the thing? You said, Pastor Mike, you just said you, you want us to be a follower. But if you're a true follower, what that's going to do is set you apart from the mainstream. Because when you follow Jesus, you're going to be radical. Now, listen to what he finishes up. He says, I ask you to follow the leading of people like these and others who work hard and serve together with them. I am happy that Stephanus Fortunatus, man, aren't you glad you didn't have kids in these days? Stephanus Fortunatus and Achaeus, Achaeus have come. You are not here. You didn't make it, but they have filled your place. Because when you follow and you go after God, what God does is he raises up people who are just like you to fill. Every need will be filled. Now, what I'm, what I'm going to share with you is back up at the top, I want, you to, I want you to see this, that you should recognize the value of such people. So I'm going to give you the final ingredient. It's not working. There. To recognize the value, here's the final ingredient, honor. To recognize the value is honor. Honor is esteem, recognition, respect that you give someone based on their position. Based on where they are and where God has put them in your life. And when you honor the people that God has put in your life, and when you honor God for who he is, this ingredient of honor is, is perhaps one of the most needful and important ingredients that all the others work around. And I'm going to show you that here really quick. In the Greek and Hebrew, the word honor has to do with giving someone their weightiness. It's, it's the word that has to do with their, their value their importance in your life. So if, if, how many of you know that God puts people in your life for their importance? So I'm going to tell you young people, you know who God puts in your life that's important? is your mom and dad. And that's why the scripture says honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Are you with me? Because their place of importance, I don't, you know, young people, when you, especially at this age right here, what is the temptation within the culture? 
My mom and dad are so stupid. They don't know a thing. You say, how do you know that? How do you know that's how I think? Because that's what I thought. You know, when I was 16, I thought my dad was stupid. And when I turned 25, I was amazed how much my dad learned from the time I was 16 to 25. <laughs> we, we rebel against our parents. We rebel against people, important people God has put in our life. Let me tell you another p- important person in your life, your spouse is an important person in your wife, in your life, in your wife, if you want to be happy for the rest of your wife. <laughs> and so we should honor each other. We took vows that we would not just love because, listen to me, loving is not enough because sometimes even though you love someone, the most difficult thing is to honor them when you disagree with them. So we are admonished to honor your wives, honor your husbands. Let me tell you something else. You should honor spiritual authority in your life. You should honor your pastor. Not for my benefit, but for your benefit. I'm going to show you that in a second too. You should honor your authorities around you. You should honor police. You should honor governmental positions. We're admonished in Scripture to honor them who are in authority and pray for them. But we know in our culture today that's not being carried out because we we attack people and assassinate them in their their character and we think we're doing even sometimes God a service. Listen, it was Peter who said pray for them who have the rule over you and his man he was praying for was Caesar. All righty, let's move right on. The principle is this, to the degree that you can bestow honor on someone is the de- to the degree that you can receive honor or receive anything from them. Let me write this down, you should write that, by the way, this is on the Bible app, version. all these notes for your benefit. The principle is this, to the degree that you bestow honor is the degree that you can receive honor from them, or in other words, you can receive what's in them. You see, if you don't honor the gift and the person, you can never receive from the person or the gift that's in them, no matter how great it is. Let me say that again. If you do not honor the person and the gift that is in them, honor the person and the gift that is in them, you can never receive from that person or the gift that is in them. So, Pastor Mike, you got Bible for that? I sure do. Mark, Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. Then he went out from there and came to his own country. Everybody say his own country. Come on, stay with me here. Listen to me. I have a few more minutes and I'll be done. I have my fingers behind my back. <laughs> he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. That's a good thing. And then his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he, came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get all these things? Why were, why were they astonished? Was, 
what was it that made them astonished? What wisdom is this which is given to him? Man, that man, he's teaching things I've never heard before. Now, get this part, too. It says, and such mighty works are performed by his hands. Who was doing it? Jesus. Jesus was teaching, and the truth was just working, and people were blown away, and, and mighty works were being performed. His reputation began to follow him, and people began to throng him. But now, look at where this, where was he at now? Where was he at here? Where was he? In his own in his own, he was home. Now that presents a problem because familiarity breeds contempt. Let's read on. Whatever. Let's back up here. Where does this man get these things, and what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works were performed by his hands? You ready? Verse 3, is this not the carpenter? Notice what, notice what this is right here. This is, this is not someone paying honor to Jesus' in his true identity, they're, they're, they're referring back to what? His earthly identity. Isn't this a carpenter? Is this not the son of Mary? Isn't this the brother of James, Joseph, Joseph Judas, and Simon? We know those boys. Trouble, every one of them. Isn't this... The same one who his sisters are here with us. So they were offended at him. Everybody say offended. They were offended at him, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. That's a very powerful passage right there. You should, put, you should take note of that. And he could do no mighty work there except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Why could he do no mighty work there? How many of you know that God is present with us always to do a mighty work? Do you know that, that, you know that there are gifts inside of, of you and, 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 and the, the person sitting next to you has anointings on their life that can bless you, heal you, set you free. Say amen, somebody. Amen. But the problem is we think we've got to have a specialist. We've got to have a name. We need, if I need healing, what I need to do is I need to get to Benny Hinn. I'm not picking on Benny Hinn, but I'm going to tell you something. Benny Hinn doesn't carry anything any other child of God carries. Benny Hinn doesn't carry any different anointing that's on your life and my life. We need to stop 
worshiping personalities. And we need to recognize the gift and the calling and bestow honor on the people who are right in our midst. Because sometimes the people who we're missing are sitting right in our own house. What you heard over the last six weeks were from people who carried an anointing and delivered from a gift. And, and, and what, I, I, what I think you should see right there is that we have right within this house everything we need to touch heaven and move earth. Everything that we need to change this city. We don't need to bring in somebody from the outside. We've got it right here inside of you, inside of me. But if you don't respect and honor the person who's sitting next to you, who's sitting behind you, who's standing in front of you, you will never be able to receive from that person. You see, why were they offended? Yeah, I'm, I, I, you, know, you know I like words, right? So I'm playing with these words and I'm thinking, let me go back here. Whatever and whomever you can't get on board with and in step with, you will get off and end with. What's the first thing you do when you get offended? That's it, I'm done. I'm done with that person. I'm getting off this train. Oh, this is good preaching, I don't care. Y'all, y'all ain't amening me, I don't care. I'm telling you the truth. The moment you get offended at somebody, you are ready to get off the train. The first thing when your husband offends you is you're ready to pack your clothes and get out. The first thing when the pastor offends you, you're looking for a new church. The first thing when your best friend tells you the truth and what you need to hear instead of what you, what you want to hear, you're ready. I need me some new friends because I'm offended. Uh-oh. Yeah, what you are is I'm getting off and I'm ending. Boom, I'm done. Whoo, that's good preaching, Pastor Mike. Keep Keep on going, Pastor Mike. Yeah, I got to because I'm already in it neck deep now. I'm trying to help you. You see, these people were offended at Jesus because they could not get over the idea that this is a carpenter's son. They could not honor him for who he really was and the gift that was really down on the inside of him. They looked at the outside and not the inside. And we're no different today, church. We look at people on the outside. We look at their humanity. We look at what we think they should be instead of what we know God created them to be. And we cut them off and we say, that person can't, that can't be from God. And you may be just cutting off the person who may be bringing to you the mighty work of God in your life. Shout amen, somebody. You see, if you don't walk in honor, you will not be able to to stay spiritually alert. See, Jesus was right in their midst, and they missed it. They were not alert enough to see what was going on. If you're not walking in honor, you can't have courage, because in your offense, you will give up. If you don't walk in honor, you will never carry out your convictions because your convictions will crumble and you'll find yourself giving into things that you know you shouldn't do because you're not walking in honor before God. Some of you, you know you're dabbling in things you should quit. The Holy Spirit's already told you, get your hands off of that. And you're in disobedience. No, no, let me say it this way. You're in rebellion. It's one thing to do it in the dark. 
but it's another thing to do it in the light. You will never carry out your convictions if you don't walk in honor. You know who suffers really when we succumb? I read the other day where a, a famous minister, a world-known celebrity minister got arrested for a DUI. It breaks my heart. And I thought, wow, this guy's reputation is going to take it now. And then God spoke to me. As I was, I don't know if he said, do you know who really, who, do you know whose reputation really takes it on the chin? Huh? It's my reputation. He spoke, he said, my reputation. Well, it's God's name. That's why we're to honor God above all. You see, whatever, whatever you don't get on board with, you'll get off, ended. So people sit around and sit around and sit around until something happens they don't like and then boom, they're gone. Husbands and wives go on and on and on until something, you've had enough and then boom, they're, they're gone. I'm offended, I'm gone. A man with a wounded spirit, offended, is harder to be won than a city without walls or a city with walls. Understand, are you understanding me today? The gift, of, let, me, let me say something about honor too. Honor is given. And I'm going to wrap this up and they're going to start playing. And I'm still preaching in my heart. And I'm going to go home and beat myself up the rest of the afternoon because I'm going to say, Ben, I should have said this. It's Father's Day. And I'm going to go get this steak that's waiting on me. being real so here we are honor is given you know I honor people because of their position now let me say this respect is earned I can honor someone that I do not respect. For example, I knew some people in, in authority who were not acting right, but I always honored their position while I never respected their character. And, and even in the midst of of the respect, the lack of respect, it is not my place to remove them from their position unless I put them in it. Now, if I put them in it, then that, that's a whole nother story. I know how to fix that. But if it's something I, if it's something beyond me, I didn't put them in that, God put them in that position through their means of authority. But let's take, for example, a police officer. I knew this police officer one time that beat his wife continually. I respected the badge that he wore, but I had no respect for the man that wore it. I would never challenge the badge, but I was able to challenge the man 
say, do you really think a real man beats his wife? You need Jesus. And so you see, honor is something you give to a person because of who they are. And then those of you who have positions, like, can I just tell you, dads, you have a great position. I honor your position. You have a very important position in the planet as you shape this next generation. So what you need to do is live worthy of your calling. And then let your children respect you for the decisions you make. And when they honor you and then respect you on top of it, you won't have a hard time getting your children to listen to you. By the way, men, please, before you leave today, grab a dad's root beer off the counter. I bought them just for you. Dad, the, it's my favorite. So let me ask you this question. Whatever you cannot honor, you'll get offended over. What areas are you off-ended in? Some of you are offended at God because you feel like God has forsaken you, failed you, turned his back on you. Some of you are offended at your spouse and you're in a slow burn. Some of you are offended at me, you're offended at the church, you're offended at people, you're offended at your brothers and sisters. See, no matter what, the Bible gives you no place to walk in offense. What do you do, what do, you do Pastor Mike? Forgive and walk in honor. It's an honorable thing to forgive. And when you honor God by forgiving, you know what you release? God's power in your life. He could do no mighty work because of their... Bow your heads with me. Father, I know you're wanting to do a mighty work in this, in this place, in this people, in this church. God, I give honor to people here today who I've watched, God, I've watched them carry out even at great sacrifice and, and price to be paid. I've watched single moms press in, Lord, where there, there's, no, there's been no man to stand with them and stand alongside of them. God, I have a great deal of respect, and I want to honor them this morning. God, I have a great deal of respect for dads who have not compromised and have stayed on their knees and cried out in faith, God, for renewal, rest restoration, and, and healing in their families. God, as men, many of us, we've not been honorable. But I believe, Holy Spirit, that you're doing a work here today in us to make us honorable men, to make us men of honor. Like Sam said, chivalry. Chivalry is all about men walking in honor. Chivalry isn't dead because honor is alive and well. And if we will honor God and honor the brethren, we'll honor each other. God, there's such a mighty work that you're ready to release. But God, if I get offended, I'm going to cut off people from my life who may be carrying the very answer to my need. 
Jesus, it just blows my mind that you couldn't do mighty works. You, the Son of God, were restricted and limited in what you could do because of the lack of honor in a people from your own hometown. Father, help the church not to commit this same atrocity. God, that we will walk in honor, that we'll take the, the ingredient of honor and mix it in with this recipe so that we will walk in love. And even when we're tempted to step out of love, honor will rise up and say, I can't, I can't do that. I can't even say that. That's dishonoring. Father, I pray that you'll help us. I, I pray for spiritual leaders. God, I pray that you'll help me to walk in honor and integrity. I don't want to be that man that just, just says, do as, I, do as I do, not as I say. I want to be that man, Lord, like Paul, who says, follow me as I follow Christ. I pray the church will have a new appreciation for the gifts and the callings that are being carried inside of each of us. God, over the last seven, eight weeks, we've heard and seen mighty gifts used and poured out, and I honor those gifts. And I thank you, God, that because we've honored those gifts, those gifts are going to be multiplied and released into more people. Because honor begets honor. Father, forgive us for any area where we have dishonored you and we have dishonored each other. Holy Spirit, speak to us in these areas and help us to make some things right. There's some people we need to go talk to. I want you to stand to your feet with me.